Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! back with another episode of the Marketing Money Podcast. It's your boy Johnny O with Josh Mabus. Tell the people hello. Hi. That was him, but in some weird voice that I've never heard. But anyway, so today we're just going to jump on into it. See what we're going to do. One episode. And today's episode or the other no, episode? No, 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 no. Well, then we're going to do two episodes back to back. Okay. And what we're going to do is we're going to independently record an episode, and then the other person's reactions, like the other one's not going to listen to the podcast, but just say reactions, and Bobby's going to cut it together. I don't I don't understand. Okay. So one person's going to talk. Basically, it's like Mad Libs with a podcast. Like, so I'm I like, talk, you talk. I'm just going to say, just... great. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Just me saying hi like that made me think of it. Like, I didn't even have to be here. Bobby just put that in from yeah. some other podcast. Hi. Oh, Speaking oh, okay. of hi, I'm not hi. Speaking of... Uh, Whatever we're speaking of, Aunt Becky from Full House is done, said she's guilty and going to jail for conspiracy or fraud or whatever with the school. That's weird to me. I can't, I'm waiting for the Netflix documentary. None of it makes any sense to me. None of it. Like, like you asked the question, like, why, why didn't they just donate some money? Because that's kind of how that works. Like, who needs half a, how bad is your kid that you need to bribe somebody? Half a million dollars? Like, I don't know if everybody realizes, but I mean, there's colleges obviously that are hard to get into, but it's still a transaction. It's still like, oh, you pay us tuition and you get to go here. I mean, I don't. It's probably half a million dollars to go to Harvard for the full deal. You know, the top school in the world, considered top university in the world, and you're giving there's that some brown and yellow folks that are going to send you to hell. No, I'm, well, okay, maybe Princeton, whatever, an Ivy League school. It's probably four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, if not more. Oh, it's got to be more, right? And so you're, and not that USC is what it is, but I mean, because I, th- I think it was USC. I'm not a <laughs> People Magazine reader on all this stuff, but my point is, it was a. You it, know, a hell of a lot more than I do about it. It was a push alert from like ten different oh, yeah. news outlets to, yesterday and today. So anyway, it'll date the podcast when you hear it that I'm, we were talking I'm cu- about. It. I am curious, though, seriously, from a tr- from, from me whatever understanding the transactional nature of college like it's a thing you pay for it's like it's like a bank customer being like i'm gonna pay you twenty thousand dollars for a loan to be my bank to approve my loan oh okay uh i mean that's and look with all due respect to the child or young adult that that i'm a redneck from pontotoc mississippi and i was accepted into some pretty pres- prestigious prestigious at a high act score SAT, you know, SAT equivalent, whatever. So, yeah, but, like, just donate the money. Like, hey, Dean. Let my child in on probation and see if they can come. Not a big deal, but I I did just donate $500,000 to the school of accountancy. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't Uh, know. You know what it is? Whoever the dude is, the the middleman, like the the one who took the money. Well, that guy's that I, guy I, got off because he did the plea deal to mm-hmm. to let them tell him to 
Basically, but, but I'm, I'm sure it was like some pyramid scheme thing. He sold them on going through him. So they were going to be the on the culprit. crew team. Remember, she was going to be on the crew team. Now they photoshopped her into that. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't get it. I guess uh, we need to move on because there's nothing to talk about because I don't know anything about it. I just it. think it's weird because Aunt Becky was the wholesome wife of Jesse on Full House. Hey, John, that's a character she played on TV. I know, and it's just hard to think. Harvard's two hundred seventy thousand dollars. Bobby, producer extraordinaire, says it's about two hundred and seventy thousand dollars. That does seem cheap. I would have said twice your, that. Your starting salary coming out might be that in Wall Street. But anyway, hard to get into though. True. That's what Harvard means in old English. Hard to get into. Yeah. I my friends that have gone to Harvard, weirdly enough, the ones that I do have a couple friends that went well, there. I, it's more surprising that you have friends than they went. It to is. Harvard. It is. But I do have a, a few that went to Harvard, and they tend to tell me that the hardest part is getting into it once you get in now they didn't go to another college so they can't well, say yeah, it's kind of like going to wherever is, is is eat crazy things like hors d'oeuvres and pedophores in in class they don't no. learn anything once you get in it's, it's all skull and bones and privilege and nothing happens you've watched too many matt damon movies but anyway was he in that movie no who was in that like was he i don't know who was in skull leonardo DiCaprio. ryan Philippe, maybe ryan reynolds yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. What if he was? He was like a backup. Paul, Paul Walker. Walker. Same thing as rest Ryan in Philippe. peace, Paul Walker. But anyway, Joshua Jackson. So here's where I'm going to go with this. Not this thing, but the podcast. Can I come along? Sure. You're on this journey. The title in the last column I wrote with ABA was "The more things change, the more things stay the same," which is a, a quote by a French guy. But anyway, to the point of that, Jean-Paul Gaucher. It wasn't that, but close. The not. point to this is two things have happened, I think, during the COVID-19. And when you say, oh, those are opinions, these aren't opinions. These are statistical, quantitative findings mm. that I'm about to talk about. The more things change, a.k.a. consumers change and shift to digital products mm-hmm. because safety, stay at home, can't get out, drive through only. They're learning. They don't want to wait in line. Efficiency. The more things stay the same in that. Uh, relationship banking made a huge comeback due to the triple P. On business. On business. So, yeah, I think banks now, without OAO, without strong online banking, it was always kind of like the... Dude, if you didn't, if you don't have it right now, you are hurting. Yeah. You've got to be. And it was like, look, I'm just going to tell you, the vendors that we're saddled with, in many cases, websites went down for, for periods of time because the traffic was... Um, overwhelming the applications are just like good enough because you've got four to pick from sorry guys telling you you got to step up your game not banks vendors but we're stuck we got to pick 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 that one when they won't let you design they don't have open api i mean it's just all this just five figures when you get rid. oh yeah i would like i would like to update the design of my app that will be six hundred thousand dollars we'll call aunt becky she'll pay for it yeah (laughs) anyway but but i think a lot of banks have to have realized that it's time to 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 quite frankly demand a bit more there's a certain y'all know because it was whoever had it a certain web vendor in the space just went down due to traffic company-wide over and over and over you know um, we did this little thing called preparing with our clients and bought a little extra bandwidth but it's i guess we don't have herd immunity in many areas right now but 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 on the other side i do think Business banking did take, weirdly, uh, like a 20-year back step into relationship where, I mean, you guys had it. You've put it on social where 
people from New York City that was, I mean, I asked, like, where did this guy come from? Like, he, never mind, a bank that shall, be, shall not be named. Anyway, where did this guy from New York come from? And John's like, well, he's a, he was a friend of a friend of a friend. So, like, how, how does a guy from New York get down to a bank in Mississippi? relationships and I, I do think that this is digital usage maybe you got some stats on this since you said you did this analysis retail your bank was exposed if you didn't have the best solution or perform well if you did have a great one um, demand is up in retail I don't know what's going to happen. A lot of retailers are closing. So re- are people going to be comfortable coming back into branches to do something they can do on their phone? Probably not. Are, are probably at a lower level. But relationship banking or business banking, I think, took a firm step back into the relationship era. Well, here's some weird things to think about that have happened that are just part of the dynamic we're in. NSF fees across the board for almost all banks are down right now uh, because people are flush with cash due to stimulus dollars, and this time of year is coming right off tax returns, plus uh, increase in um, unemployment benefits. And people are saving more money because of the unknown of what's going to happen. So banks, while NSF fees, we coach against them, we try to coach up, they're a real thing. And those are down across the board for banks, uh, from what I'm hearing on various reports. That's a fee decrease for banks right now that is used to provide uh, protection, services, uh, security, protection on the interactions with with the financial transactions. Uh, So you've got that going on. Then you've got high double digit increase in online account usage right now. I mean, I'm talking like 60 to 70 6 60 to 70% yeah. increase in online account usage that wasn't there before. So that's your bandwidth issue. But but they cost issue. They, but they always had it. But they couldn't go in the bank. Yeah, I mean they, I mean it is a it is obviously it, it a, changed their their habits. Some other things Zelle's up about 20% as far as interactive using for banks that have Zelle as far as P2P payments. Uh, so I'm sure that the Venmos are up too, and PayPal's and all those other ones. Because we're, you know, I want to be agnostic on this, on this podcast. But you know, Renaissance Zell Bank, and I know the reports we have is that they're up pretty high. Uh, I know that website visits and website traffic is is uh, mid double digits too. So we're talking getting up in this 25 percent or yeah. higher range. Which, which, which online banking increasing makes sense because you can't. But people are looking like, what's the savings account? How yeah. am I? And that's to your point. We have four choices. Like people are looking to shift their behavior on how they bank on the consumer side. We've got all this stuff going on. Mobile deposits are, are way up across the board with uh, in the banking industry right now. Be, Checking deposits. Again, you can't walk in I and mean, do it. I wonder, the, the reports I see says they're up like 60 to 70% right now. So here's my question. I, I'm curious. Again, it's, it's a byproduct of need. Lobbies are closed down. Let me check. Look, I'll tell you a similar metric. I've ordered more food through the restaurant's app than I Oh, ever can did. you imagine restaurant apps right now? I bet they are. I had never. So the grill in Tupelo mm-hmm. is one of your clients when you yes. don't do bank stuff, but you have some other clients. I had never used their app before. And over the past three weeks, I've probably used it six times. So yeah, so it's up. 600% for me. Infinitely, yeah, infinitely for you, for me. zero. But think how many of me's there are out there right. that have probably said, so it I'm going to go pick it up and order but, off but the yeah, app. I mean, it's like, I'm. I love it now. I mean, it's, it, for me, the transition's a bit like um, assigned seating in movie theaters. Yeah. Like, I didn't like go, like, the new movie opens and you got to go 
six hours early and wait in line for the Avengers. Like that was always just. Well, like, it's like you don't like Southwest either, as far as the the seating thing. Yeah, I want to know where I'm going to be. I want to I want to be able to show up somewhat early. Go, go like for me, restaurant ordering now is like that. I love the in dining room experience, but just being able to pull up and somebody walks my order. And you've already tipped and paid. And, and it's not revolutionary. This stuff existed five years you ago. You just didn't use it because of laziness, so, sophistication of usage, education of usage, and then just, well, just efficiency of life. Just, I'd rather just drive up and do whatever. Momentum or um, inertia. I just went to restaurants to eat. To the reason of our well, whole well, Here's my question. Let me yeah. th- throw in one more question. I, I'm, I'm sure you don't have it because it's not as important as... But I wonder if things like ATM deposits went up at the same time. Like, are there, is there, I didn't ask is there, for it. Is there can... still a group of people... That like wants to go to the bank and was that up or did it go down as the mobile went up? It's not a big stat, but I'm just curious. No, but I think to the point of this, and we may or may not wink wink talk about it in another podcast, is the change of behavior for marketers yeah. is now your digital is what you've got to be marketing and, and or improving with your partners in design and layout and transaction capabilities. Some of that's IT, some of but that's security. there's some awful ads out there right now. I mean, I, I hate to just go ahead and We're just, all in this together, Josh. No, 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 no. Not that. That, <laughs> that. that is, I don't think that's as egregious because I don't think we've had a, had a sense of mass empathy where we're all going through the same thing. You know somebody who's unemployed or furloughed or, you know, worry. I mean, like, no, I mean, like, advertising your digital app as a standalone like benefit when that's like say we have doors at our location no way i mean it really is and there's a couple of banks in particular that i've just been like also there's a big bank that has a repetitive ad with a a different banking experience in the lobby that is still running the same ads from pre-covid that i think are they need to pull those because nobody's coming into uh, your, we, we, your retail cafe. We yanked our retail t- Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the the whole uh, – and, well, there's a bunch of banks that do it, so it's not – They're gonna, still running it, but though. The, like, the cafe experience ads for all these different banks that do that, you, especially in metro markets. Like right now, can you imagine – I mean, look, nobody has clairvoyance, but, like, if you were thinking woo. about it before, let's take a <laughs> – Take let's a step take, back. Let's take a step back and a look at, like, if you wanted to go that route, um, if you were entertaining it – I don't. I'm surprised no media has written about that because we get. Well, we are know, the media now. We are, but and we're talking about it in news. generally. But I mean, go and interview them and come back and say, you know, you invested so much money in advertising in this cafe strategy or coffee strategy. There's banks that did the coffee shop strategy. Is that now kind of yes, like? Is the short version? Is it done? I mean, J.C. Penney, Pier One. Victoria's Secret, yes. Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus. They've all either declared bankruptcy or major closings in the past three weeks. Retail. I'll say this consumer retail. Consumer, I'll say this speculatively because you and I talked about this offline, online actually, texting. I do believe so. Free tip, maybe I'm wrong. Shows how nerdy our text messaging is. is yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> you should watch the last dance. It was, it was an economic analysis. I do think mom and pops and small business those those companies that the big guys crushed forever, and it was always like they're against me. They're against me. I think not. I think some of that was false flags. Like, I just can't compete against Neiman Marcus. I'm not going to get out there. Some people just didn't compete. So there's there's an opening now for more small businesses to create niches or to, to fill those. There's a there's a small retail clothier that Renaissance Banks that we've featured in ads before because there's not a target in their hometown. They've killed it on that approachable price dresswear for young women. It's college town and just killed it. Oh, yeah. 
And they'd have an app. And they have an app, gonna, too, but they double. But they have an go, app, too. But that's going to expand now that some play, there, there aren't as many retailers. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And so, so it's not all doom and gloom. So you've got this double is your digital has to be probably your best delivery for a consumer product now. It's no longer uh, the quality of whatever, I don't know, experience when you go into the branch anymore. It's going to be the experience on digital. I know that marketers aren't completely over that. You have IT, you have core vendors, you have all this other stuff. But in that, and I'm using, of, how many articles demand. can I use in one sentence? But in the, but in this, it's time to step up there. And, and then that or demand af- and demand more, and it also affects your marketing. And now you have these statistics to back it up, because bankers, as far as the ones I work with, we're numbers people, and we love to see hard numbers. Well, look, we had a 70- pointing in a direction. We had a seventy percent increase in digital consumption. L.A. Times report eight hours a day streaming media. Well, how are you getting your content on that? Mm-hmm. How are you advertising there versus you know, print and all these other ones that we talked about in the last podcast are kind of waning or on the struggle bus. You've got digital and consumer. Then you flip, though, and look at business to business. I mean, Renaissance, we had approximately 11,200 applications for triple P loans. Yeah. And, and, you know, everyone did technology, tried to do bots. You tried to load up the system. You tried to do all these different ways. And then SBA changed and said has to be touched. And then certain banks were like, it has to be touched with paper. And they want paper. Some want e-cig. Some want DocuSign. There are various ways the banks applied for these. But every one of them had to have some interaction with a customer. I'm not going to speak blanketly, but more than just digital. Because I think even the businesses that could do it all digitally with a larger bank or with a sophisticated bank, you have too many questions. You don't want to just send it into, I sent an email, I loaded it into the 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 form. It was very manual, just quite frankly, because nobody knew what to expect. It's like I'm going to do it this way, but it showed the value. It showed on. the value of that business banker because they understood, or should have understood, for their value, the tax form, the SBA form, the but guidance. That's, that's, the, that's at the transaction level. I mean, it's what I said about you guys being able to attract business that may not have shown up. Like, look, I got to get this. You had you had a group of business owners in desperation. Like, if I miss my window, I may go out of business. I got to go to un. We know the big guys, like, well, of course I'm going to go. They have all the you know, resources to get this done. They should be the best. When they disappoint the client, it's like, well, where can I go? Well, here was the deal. This bank I've never considered They had before. all the resources. We're not going to name names. They had all the resources, but they had too many clients to serve. Yeah. It's just volume. Which is great for them to have that many clients, but the volume they're looking at and they're going, well, we don't have the bandwidth to talk to 10 million customers today. Community banks really had a nice chance to step into that niche and show how relationships matter, not because anyone did anything wrong and not because the technology was wrong. It's yeah. because you had so much customer being there's that. There's just so much you can do. Overwhelmed. There's just so much thing. you can do. And my worry, while a bunch of I, I, what I'm hoping, because there have just been weird stories about this. You know, I mean, um, ABAs point out some that were unfair. Our friend Timpanels point out some that, that are unfair. I'm really hoping that we didn't have banks that like set on an app. Like they couldn't get to it and they didn't, a business didn't get a loan because they thought their bank had it handled, but it was just like waiting. I hope that didn't happen. I don't think it happened because, for instance, I don't want to pull back too too much on what we disclose and don't disclose, but I know uh, in a lot of our applications, there were a few customers that had applied at like two or three different banks and they're waiting for their first. Yeah, this number, that, yeah, and then the second they got it, they would pull back. Now, yeah. I don't know if they were supposed to or not legally. That's none of my business on yeah. how someone conducts it. But I do know I had looked at somewhere. They'd be like, oh, this customer's out. Yeah. Or they said they were waiting. Well, it's the same thing with EIDL. We got it, and then they went to the other, and they told their other bank, 
No, I have applied to that. I bag. still don't know. I'm in this industry and I still don't know how EIDL worked. I mean, I don't I know, think anybody does. I know it was like if you didn't have another lending source and yada yada yada. But they like, gave you ten thousand dollars for just applying or whatever. No, no, it was a thousand dollars per employee up to ten thousand, which they retroactively changed after the fact, <laughs> which is what retroactive means. But it was just like. I guess you can't really gripe about free money, but it was they changed the rules in the middle of it. As a business owner, I was kind of little, little felt felt some type of way about it. I think if you're listening to the Marketing Money podcast and you're a marketer or a bank president or whatever you are, relationship manager, a parent, because it's a parent. If you're an apparent that you're that. No, no, I'm just saying a parent because your mom. Listens. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey mom. Hey sure. Um. Anyway, to the point of all this, the two narratives we want to drive is consumer digital is here to stay. Behaviors have changed, and if you're looking at where to place your marketing and where to go forward, I'd say digital's a pretty darn good bet right now. And for the business and commercial side, look at stepping up how you do your relationship. The the stuff your bank has been wanting to do if you're a community bank anyway, like show the relationship. I'm giving you co-signing or permission or whatever, but watch how you communicate that and watch the sensitivities of social distancing and all of that and build your own story there. I'm not going to tell you how to do it um, one way or the other. There are a lot of us. I had a, a great meeting, one of my first in-person meetings after after this, and I really was like, we're supposed to hug and shake hands. I haven't seen you, but we couldn't. So be conscientious of that at least. At least ask those questions and put it through their paces. I think there's a group of people that are ready to get back to that, and there's a group of people that are scared of that, and it'll be verboten for a long time. But in balancing those two things out, that's... But I think it's neat because I really think business banking from a relationship level is a great thing to market right now. Yeah. I, I mean, because I, I think it will resonate with your audience because they're well, going to be like, hey, they really took care of me during this time when I had no idea how all this or, stuff worked. Or they were just disappointed. Maybe they got their loan. They were whatever it through sheer, sheer willpower and whatever. They got what they needed, but they still didn't feel taken care of. It, it's a time to put a message out. I'm all about the numbers. Quick word on numbers advertising. You know, the drop in how many you did and the average loan and all that that's sticky though it's a sticky wicket that doesn't show relationship i'm just saying community banks that are doing that if you're under the sound of my voice let's talk about the relationships let's not talk about the numbers i do think as much as i used to well i didn't make fun of them or pick on them because i i like i like more the stylistic approach of it but customer testimonials yeah maybe back dude well that's what i'm saying we back we we made a firm but design them properly 20 to 25 years what matters most is that one person's story who would have gone out of business. And look, banks are sensitive to this. I've, I've, but if we put them and like it's still soft and maybe they – you will never be faulted for doing the right thing for a business. You can't be like, oh, but they backed them and they went out of business. I get it. Try not to pick those, I guess. But nobody's going to fault you for helping a business in a time of need. They're just not going to do it. So being able to find and tell those stories of relationship – so people can juxtapose it against maybe an experience that was not so bad it, they didn't move, right? It was like, I got to stick with, I got to ride this horse. They're sucking the life out of me, but but I got to get this PPP. This is the only place I had to apply. Maybe they're sitting there a little chagrined and you could say, hey, we're a relationship. It was better here. And they move now after the fact. I, I think Triple P thus far has been a success story for the banking industry. Um, the question will be when the forgiveness starts and how that's handled, because I'm sure it'll be more guidance and more there's backtracking. A, there's a stinky bag left to be held by somebody, and I hope. So far, round two was much better than yeah. round one, and everybody knows that. Uh, but I, I think there's going to be something to say for, again, the banking industry getting some credit for the relationship banking. And you mentioned earlier the media 
I don't know, did everyone loves to throw the hate on banks from the media's perspective, but I think that we deserve a little bit more than that. Uh, and then on the consumer side, as we said, digital is here to stay. Behaviors have changed. We've seen a huge increase in almost across the board, every table stakes uh, that you had with digital. Takeaway is look at your digital for consumer and double down on relationship banking for business, and you might find that you found a new way to market your bank. So for the Marketing Money Podcast, Aunt Becky and Josh Mabus, we'll talk to you later. See ya. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.